0: Educating, informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN.
1: Hey, welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Dan Parsons Show. We're so glad you uh, tuned in and take us along for the ride home. Whatever you're doing here on this beautiful August afternoon, it is 5.09 uh on wednesday august 9th uh, my goodness uh, school starts uh, next week get ready for that is
2: yeah. it actually wednesday now it is wednesday. a couple of days ago felt like a wednesday <laughs> you know so. what
1: and by the way say hello to producer extraordinaire mr johnny cadillac um, yeah I think finally just now Johnny I'm feeling more back to human after my escapades uh, over the pond and uh, caught up on sleep
2: well the funny thing is I may or may not have been joking on Monday when I said it's good to be here on a Wednesday but today has felt like a Thursday to me all day today <laughs> so I, I don't I don't know what to say but I will tell you this Dan yeah regardless of the day of the week yes we are gonna have a damn good time we, here
1: we are it's official now we can't we can't go back nope. we can't do anything but uh that so uh well uh yes welcome aboard uh, we've got a jam-packed show here we're gonna have some fun uh and remember if you miss anything on the live version of the show you can always catch us on your favorite podcast platform the google the spotify the apple uh, or just go to klin.com you can always find us there uh and we'd love to have you follow us on the twitter and the facebook accounts for the dan parsons show uh I was playing around with the Twitter page uh, last night a little bit and uh, uh some new followers and uh yeah I, I just think it's a great way to continue the conversation. Uh I was teasing uh, Aaron Sandiford, uh reporter for uh, ex- uh, Nebraska Examiner. I saw him up at uh, uh at the event at uh, uh in Ashland yesterday. The uh, uh the uh the fly-in of the congressional delegation, uh, and uh, I came up to the front of the stage and I was looking for uh, Congressman Flood. I needed to catch him, and and uh, Aaron was trying to catch Senator Fisher. And I said, "Hey, I feel like I'm in the press. I'm up here in the in the media scrum." And so anyway, Aaron and I were teasing back and forth on the on the Twitter last night. So yeah, follow us on the Twitter page, uh, or it's the X now. It's X, right, Johnny? It's not Twitter.
2: No, yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I don't know to. I know the app on my phone says X, yeah. but I, I still hear, I don't really hear people saying, oh, you can follow me on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, and X. Yeah. Like, it's still Twitter, so yeah, I don't know. Well, I
1: think you could get in trouble if you tell people to follow you on, on the triple uh, X on on. the Well, yeah, uh, you'd have to media. be very
2: careful with that wording. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: So anyway, but I'm sure Elon Musk knows what he's doing.
2: Honestly, I mean, I hope so, but there's plenty
1: of uh, skepticism there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Well, listen, uh, coming up at the bottom of the hour, uh, Ryan Horn, president of Bullhorn Communications, uh, a political consultant that I've known for uh, a few years here in Nebraska. And and, uh, so Ryan's going to join us uh, in the second half of the show. And and we may have some other uh political consultants call in uh, uh we're going to talk about uh, uh politics and and races and uh get a professional in here uh besides myself to talk about uh uh the political uh season that's coming upon us, like it or not, boys and girls uh twenty twenty four is going to be uh quite the political year so we'll we'll tee up some uh some chat about the presidential race and uh also the Nebraska uh, race is coming up next year. Uh, so that's the bottom of the hour. Don't miss that coming up and coming up on tomorrow's show. It's the Lincoln Business Roundtable. It's our Thursday uh, edition of the Dan Parsons show where we check in with uh, the business leaders uh, here in the city. And tomorrow it's uh, Todd Ogden's turn. Of course, Todd is the president and CEO of downtown Lincoln Association. So we'll check in with Todd, uh, see what's going on uh, with the downtown Lincoln Association. So, but here's what I wanted to chat a little bit about here in this first uh, segment today. Um, you know, Pershing Auditorium is coming down. If you haven't driven past, and I haven't, uh, but I've watched, uh, it's all over social media. Of course, the Journal Star did a nice story about it the other day. And, uh, you know, just a landmark uh, institution in this city. And uh, so if you have a memory uh... from Pershing auditorium through the years whether it's uh... high school sports uh... concerts uh, whatever it is uh, i'd love to hear from you 479 four zero two four seven nine fourteen hundred uh... talk or text uh... we'd love to hear from you but uh... yeah crews have been inside persian auditorium uh... doing the soft demo uh... last week and now this week uh... uh they're tearing it down and uh... uh... just on monday the outside demolition uh, began and uh... Two two huge holes in the north side of the build building, and uh, uh, so by late afternoon uh, on Monday, and uh, crews began uh, working on the front wall and uh, where the giant mural uh, that was saved by uh, dedicated volunteers. Uh, to, to save that and move it, to their location is Waiyuka Cemetery. And uh, so, yeah, uh, what are your earliest memories or fondest memories of Pershing Auditorium? And I told Johnny to prepare for this today because I wanted to include him in the conversation uh, because my earliest memory of Pershing Auditorium uh, had to have been uh, back in the 70s. Uh, my, my dad took my brother and I to an all-star wrestling uh, event at Pershing uh, auditorium back in the 70s Johnny. sounds
2: like a good dad thing of him to do yes
1: because <laughs> you have that connection with your oh, yeah. dad yeah and uh, of course you've uh, made a, a kind of a part-time career out of yeah the, no the I sport. I
2: like to tell the story where uh, my mom was in labor with me back in July of 1989 and my dad was in the room watching wrestling so that's how <laughs> that's how I got my start
1: <laughs> <clears throat> well so back in the seventies, I mean, it was, it was a big deal here, uh, Johnny, uh, all star wrestling. I remember watching it on TV and, and, uh, uh, you know, cause back then you didn't get a whole lot of TV. And, and so my dad would always watch and I don't know what, what must have been on the weekend, I assume. And, and, uh, we'd watch all star wrestling and, uh, Vern Gagne. Does that name ring a bell? Oh, to most, you? Definitely, yeah, most definitely. Yeah. So he's legendary, uh, star from Minnesota, yep, yep. right? And, uh, who often, uh wrestled and sold his Jarrah speed right there was this uh, uh this elixir that he sold oh, i remember okay. uh and uh, localized it and uh uh i think it was it seemed to me it was a station out of omaha maybe wwt uh sticks in my head and uh and and so anyway we'd always watch all star wrestling i assume it was maybe saturday nights
2: well uh, those were what in the wrestling business what they call the territory days and so they they uh the big wrestling organizations they were in different territories around the country so where nowadays we see like wwe will do events in lincoln or omaha once or twice a year back then it was a lot more common for uh for wrestling shows to be at pershing or come okay. to omaha and make a young johnny cadillac jealous just hearing from the my predecessors of all the wrestling shows they went to back in the day but
1: yeah oh it was fascinating so i remember that and i couldn't have been more than maybe 10 years old and man it was a big deal so anyway that was the first time i set foot in persian auditorium so that would have been back in the 70s i will
2: i will tell you this dan my first ever wrestling show in the 90s was also at persian okay, Auditorium. So. okay
1: i i and i don't remember there was a guy uh, that was famous for hitting people in the back of the head with a chair, with a folded chair. <laughs> and uh I don't know who some of the other, you know, back then, and I think that's why my dad, my dad was a World War II veteran and a Korean, Korean veteran. And I think they had a lot of characters that maybe uh, related to that generation, uh, the greatest generation who went to, you know, to fight in the war. Because I remember they had. Uh, German characters and and maybe uh, Japanese characters that, you know, really wasn't Know, very politically correct, I uh, assume. but uh, uh, it, And so it played on those uh, sentiments of, of that generation. So anyway, my dad, we always used to tease my dad, and he'd tease us right back of, well, Dad, this is this real? You know, my older brother and I would, and my dad just, he'd eat it all up. He'd say, of course it's real, you know. And so anyway, we went back and forth. Well, listen, uh, let's come back. I'd love to hear your memories of Pershing Auditorium, uh, 402-479-1400. But let's take this little break, and we'll be back. Back here on 1499
0: 3 KLIN. You're listening to The Dan Parsons Show on 1499 3
1: KLIN. And welcome back to the Wednesday edition of The Dan Parsons Show. We're reminiscing about Pershing Auditorium. And if you have memories of. Uh, of sporting events, concerts, wrestling matches at the uh, pershing auditorium uh we 'd love to hear from you four zero two four seven nine fourteen hundred, or shoot us a text same number uh you know some of the legendary uh events uh, that happened at Pershing auditorium uh, I looked this up uh the doors played their first concert after the death of Jim Morrison at Pershing on November 12th, 1971. Wow. How about that? That,
2: Yeah, that's something. Uh,
1: The Grateful Dead performed uh, on February 26th, 1973. Uh, And that recording makes up half of their live album uh, titled uh, Dick's Picks, Volume 28. Uh, The Grateful Dead. How about that? Uh, Elvis, of course, uh, played one of his final concerts uh, at the Pershing Auditorium back in 1977. Uh, So, yeah, just a legendary landmark uh, auditorium in this city and so many memories. And uh, um, like I said, my first memory. And I know I went to concerts. I went to basketball games. Uh, Just so many, so many memories through the years uh, at Pershing Auditorium. But uh, but yeah, uh, give us a call. Let us know what your memories are of Pershing. And let me tell you what's coming up at the bottom of the hour. Uh, Ryan Horn, a political consultant here in Nebraska, president of Bullhorn uh, Communications. Uh, Ryan's going to join us. And we're going to talk a little bit about uh, some of the upcoming uh, both federal and state uh, campaigns and elections that are coming up. Just a blockbuster year for politics. Politics next year in 2024, uh, so that's uh, coming up at the bottom of the hour. And coming up on tomorrow's show, don't miss our Lincoln Business Roundtable, our 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 regular Thursday session. Where uh, this uh, this Thursday, tomorrow's Todd Ogden, President and CEO of Downtown Lincoln Association. So uh, don't miss that. But. Uh, Sounds like we've got a, a couple callers. Uh Johnny's quick on the dial here. I'm trying. Uh, uh Kendra, uh do you have a memory of Pershing Auditorium?
3: Well, yes, I do. Um I yes, I was I was in yeah, I I saw some shows there. I saw uh Bill Cosby and I sh- I saw the um, um, the, um I can't even say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> was it a was it a band or it's a sporting not event?
3: Mothers, brothers. It's,
1: oh, those guys! It's the
3: Hello Darkness, my old friend, guys. Uh, which I don't know why I can't. So say. Simon
1: and Garfunkel. It,
3: yes, I did. Oh
1: my goodness! Yes, I did. Wow! But it, but the
3: really the really um, monumental thing is when uh, Pershing opened. Yeah. Uh, my father, who was a musician in Lincoln, and um, uh, played. And was on the union board, the musicians
0: had oh, thirty
4: nice. years in the Lincoln Yeah, Society. sure.
3: Taught at UNL, but not in music. But anyway, um, he was playing for the opening of Pershing Auditorium. Wow! And when at the at at the time that opening was going on, I was flying kites at the uh, north with a, with an uncle and a sister of mine <laughs> at the Northeast High School. Nice field. Nice. Well, we were flying kites, and um, I got hit by a car.
1: Oh geez, and, and so was Dad was nowhere to be found.
3: They couldn't find him. <laughs>
1: oh no, Kendra.
3: <laughs> they couldn't find him. Oh and so, no. Anyway, but I was at Brian for for a whole week, and I got uh, home, and I was I was fine.
1: Oh, those so, are anyway, that's those are story. some memories. Well, thank you, Kendra. We appreciate thank you, you. calling in. Yep, a- bye. Anna. Do you have a memory of Pershing Auditorium?
3: Yeah, I think I was at uh, Maya Angelou one time there. yeah. Oh. Also, I got to go to a rodeo there, rodeo nice. thing, and they hauled in tons of dirt.
1: Yeah, isn't that amazing? What they, oh, yeah. Yeah, that would transform uh, that floor into anything they'd it's like. To
3: an arena. It was That's amazing. Cool.
1: That's cool. Well, and Adam, then I also went yeah. to graduation with
3: my granddaughter and
1: sure, there. Sure, sure. High school oh, or college? Know.
3: What?
1: High school or college graduation?
3: Actually, it was nursing school. Okay,
1: very good. Well, Anna, thank you for sharing that with us. Uh, Lance, do you have a memory from Pershing?
3: I do.
5: Um, so my first concert was George Thorogood, which was a, a really good. Nice. Show. Um, I also saw REM there, which was great. Yeah, and and. Maybe you guys could look this one up, but I saw Metallica there, and I believe that was the only time they played live in
1: Nebraska. Oh, my goodness. Well, those are some great memories, Lance. Wow. (laughs)
5: Quite a variation of bands. Yeah,
1: yeah, that kind of runs the gamut. Well, thanks for sharing that, Lance. Thanks for calling in. No problem. Uh, Chris, do you have – Chris uh, yeah. is in the studio, and thanks for uh, dropping in. What's your A lot of fun Pers- memories,
0: of course. Back when I was in uh, high school, we played basketball yeah. at Pershing Auditorium. Yeah. And then I got into PA announcing, so I got to announce state tournaments in the Pershing Auditorium. But one of the funner ones was ice skating Yeah, with my – future wife well, no way. one of our dates was uh an ice skating opportunity no at, at pershing auditorium well, so that's We went cool. skating yeah. that was fun yeah. yeah yeah and we also went to the ice capades when well, they came to town i
1: remember some of my musician friends would always have a great gig when the circus would come to town because yeah. they'd need musicians for the for the for the band yeah for the pit uh well we've uh don do you have a memory from uh, pershing
3: I do. Um, it had to have been probably in the early 90s. Um, I had was as a side job. I cleaned house for a widow, and she called me on at my day job and said she had tickets to a concert to. I was a country musician who I wasn't familiar with. It ended up being uh, Vince Gill and Patty Loveless. Oh my goodness! That was my first that was my first exposure to them, so that was a fun memory.
1: thank you for sharing that Vince Gill he's one of my favorite he's one of the best guitar players in any genre, and uh, to he, see him early in his career, that had to be pretty cool
3: it was it was outstanding it was it was quite a neat exposure and just yeah a fun a really great concert and good seats
1: very cool. thanks for sharing Don uh, Brendan do you have a memory a uh, favorite memory from Pershing?
3: I I do. Uh,
5: so I saw that same REM concert probably as the previous caller, but I got another blast for you. So we came up from uh, Omaha and uh, had some family here, and we go where Where we got to eat before the show? And they go peel pears. And so that's <laughs> the one
1: that I missed. There you go. So what was the show? Uh, that, so you saw the REM show it, there yeah, the REM Oh man. To see those guys and in that came venue, up to
5: Lincoln
1: for it. That's very yep. cool. Well, Brendan, thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Well, wow. that? that just shows just in a few minutes of uh, some of the uh, incredible memories uh, that people have of Pershing Auditorium. But you know what? 20, 30, 40 years from now, think of all the memories that we'll have uh, from uh, from uh, PBA. Uh, and all of the shows uh, from there. So uh, uh, that's great. Well, thank you for uh, indulging me in a little trip down memory lane with Pershing Auditorium. And uh, so coming up uh, in just a few minutes here after the news, uh, we'll be joined by Ryan Horn, political consultant here in the state. And uh, we'll be talking about uh, the presidential election and uh, state Uh, elections coming up next year in 2024 so stay tuned for that but uh, uh, and and don't miss uh, tomorrow's uh, thursday uh, show with todd ogden it's our thursday uh, business roundtable and todd ogden president and ceo of downtown lincoln association will join us so uh, stay tuned for that Um, well uh, let's take a break for the news and we'll come back and talk a little bit of politics national and local And uh, so we'll do that after this break here on 1499.3 KLIN.
0: You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Educating. Informing. Entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. And welcome back. Man, that was fun
1: taking a trip down memory lane of Pershing Auditorium. Thanks to the callers for sharing uh, some of your memories of Pershing Auditorium. My goodness, uh, that was fun. We'll do that again. Uh, Well, remember, if you miss anything on the live version, like all of the memories from the Pershing Auditorium, uh, you can always uh, catch us uh, on your favorite podcast platform. uh, Or just go to theklin.com, and you can find us there, too. Coming up on tomorrow's show, the Lincoln Business Roundtable, featuring Mr. Todd Ogden, President and CEO of the Downtown Lincoln Association. and, uh, And follow us on the Twitter and the Facebook accounts. We'd love to keep the conversation going after hours. If you will, well, it is my pleasure uh, to welcome uh, into the uh, conversation, Mr. Ryan Horn, President of Bullhorn Communications. Ryan, how are you? Hey Dan, I thought you were bringing me on to talk about memories of the Persian. <laughs> oh shoot,
4: dog! Sorry, God. I missed that one. I'm 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 bona fide Gen X over here. Yeah, I got memories of the Persian.
1: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, okay. So. Uh, yeah, did you ever make it down here for a Pershing show? Uh, no, I was. I thought that'd be a good setup. I had lots
4: of friends that did. I wasn't, you know, but but the Pershing went down like you know what uh, I was probably off to college, maybe something like that. So uh, yeah, but I I had a bunch of friends that uh, that used to go down there. I'm uh, um, you know from um, uh, where, where I grew up up here in Omaha. So
1: yeah, well let me, let me a uh, little more properly introduce you, Ryan. Uh, Ryan is one of uh, the Midwest's premier political and public affairs strategists. Uh, He was named uh, in 2013 the Campaign Manager of the Year by the American Association of Political Consultants. Uh, And after nearly a decade in corporate PR, uh, Ryan returned to the campaign strategy world as campaign manager and media strategist for the uh, successful first campaign of Gene Stothert, who in 2013 became the first uh, female mayor of Omaha. So there you go. Who, who who did you have to pay somebody to get that award? Or, no, I'm kidding. It was really
4: expensive. Uh, and and you know the listeners can't see it. I video. I got a bunch of them on the wall here behind. You know. So uh, if you guys launch a YouTube feed, uh, you know, you have me back on. I'll show everybody.
1: Oh, there you go.
2: Dan, can you see his awards from where you're? Standing? Oh, I can. There yep.
1: you are. <laughs> and you can see me. Hi, buddy. Uh, yeah. There we go. Yeah. Oh, well, look at those. Yeah, those look <laughs> like they're actually real too. I
4: mean the blue site, but yes, real.
1: Um, as you can tell, Ryan and, know, Ryan and I know each other pretty well, and uh, but no, I asked Ryan to come on. As I told Ryan in the the pre show earlier today, that uh, you know we talk about politics uh, once in a while here on this show, both uh, national and local. And uh, on Tuesdays, Ryan, this is Wednesday, but Tuesdays, I have uh, political office holders on. I have the mayor on once a month. I have uh, city council chair, the county board chair, and uh, uh, Congressman uh, Flood joins us from time to time. And so, uh, you know, in the rest of the week, we talk about business. And uh, on Fridays, Ryan, you'd be interested in this. On Friday, it's the Friday Afternoon Club with Chef Kevin, and we actually drink and tell stories. And so, anyway... Sorry that we can 't do that. Can I come on. back
4: on friday uh,
1: <laughs> but anyway let 's dive into this uh, as we talked uh, as we 've talked before i mean this this presidential election that 's coming up here uh, next mm-hmm. year is going to be the most rough-and-tumble, odd thing that this country has ever seen, and uh, I've, I've, I've been talking about uh, some of the polling, and actually, producer Johnny and I have a bet, and uh, Johnny, it was originally a donut, but Johnny's on a diet, so we had to m- move it to a banana, but I bet Johnny a banana that Donald Trump will win the Republican nomination uh, for president, yep. and I wanted to get your take on that. Yeah, Johnny. I
2: was gonna say if I if I have to bet you back, then I'll still award you with a donut just okay. because just because it's not on my diet anymore. I can still improvise.
1: <laughs> but Ryan- I was gonna
2: say, Dan, I hope you like
4: hope you like bananas <laughs> because uh, yeah, because Donald Trump appears to be appears to be headed to win to to win the 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 nomination and win all the the primaries. I mean, I think there's uh, obviously there's the, everything that's going on right now is unprecedented, which um, is kind of Donald Trump's uh, signature, but it's, it's even by his standards, uh, you know, getting a doc, uh, getting, getting charged with, um, you know, stealing, um, Iran war contingency plans and bragging about it on tape. Yeah. Um, they got him, they got him smacked dead to rights on that. He's, he's on tape saying, here's the crime I'm doing. Listen to me. me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he's going to go into a, a presidential nomination, and, and, he's, and he's facing a bunch of Republicans, you and I talked off the air a little bit, who didn't seem to learn the lesson in 2016 that you can't beat Donald Trump by treating him like unexploded ordnance.
1: Yeah, that's a great analogy. I, I really you like know, that. Yeah. it's it, that, and that is what
4: they are doing. And it defies. I've been working in politics and communications for a long time. It defies every rule that we learn as operatives, right? If you you have if you're going to if you're going to take down the leader, you have to make a case against the leader and define you, them and define them, the right. and, yeah. and define them, and 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 none of these people will do it. Um, it's as if they are all running. To to be Trump's Secretary of Commerce, should he somehow return to the presidency, which he will not.
1: And just for our listeners, uh, because I sometimes get accused of uh, being uh, more liberal than anyone has known me to be in this state, uh, Ryan Horn uh, used to work uh, for the Repu- National Republican Senatorial Committee. Uh, Ryan has worked for campaigns for president, U.S. Senate, Congress in Iowa, uh, South Dakota, Kansas, New Mexico, Oregon, and Washington State. You're a Republican consultant. Republicans yes
4: we, we 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 work with republican candidates that's right and you know but we but we are you know we we deal in the world of data and um that's our job when we help people you know plan a message that we think can break through to voters um and and get voters to you know uh take up their platform and send them into office um and uh when you look at the data of what's happening two things are pretty clear um most republican voters don't feel like there's much of an, a realistic alternative to donald trump at least not that they're very interested in um and um that the and that and the swing voters who will define the general election um are not going to allow donald trump to become president again
1: well and i just uh, i looked up the uh, 538 uh, uh, polling today and um, for the GOP primary, does anyone have a chance against Trump? And the average as of yesterday, uh, from five thirty-eight, uh, Trump has fifty-two point four percent. Desantis fifteen point six, and everybody else is in single digits. So, uh,
4: yeah, and that well, you know, and that and that's a national polling, and and I think I've always I've always gone by the the, the idea that the national polling doesn't matter until after Iowa votes. Right. Yeah. Um, because that's when it's real. And when the you know, my guess would be Tim Scott probably has national name ID in the thirties or forties is all. Um, if he upsets Donald Trump and, and DeSantis and wins Iowa, every Republican in America is gonna know his name within three days after that's that. That's
1: right. That's right. So the
4: entire game changes. So all these national polls don't really don't really mean that much. Um, but there's no but but it's not like there's any polling in Iowa or South Carolina or Georgia and, or those other early to early ish, uh, Repu- uh, Republican primary states, New Hampshire, um, they, the, the, they don't show anything much different. Right. So, but I think the big issue is not the polling. Like you said, it's like, you, you know, you have, you know, Republicans sort of a bedrock, you know, we, we are bedrock national security voters. That's a big portion of the Republican sure. base. Even still. And you have a guy on tape talking about how cool it is that he stole uh highly classified Department of Defense war contingency plans. And. No one will say anything about it. Is, of, but the first thing that when he got charged with that and that tape was released, you know, Ron DeSantis and all the opponents like, oh, those meanies. Those meanies are coming down on Donald Trump. It's like, you guys, you're running for president of America? See, that's... If you want to win this thing, bro, you got to get a pair. And that's just... and there just is nobody out there doing that. Absolutely. That's the big issue, not where the polling is right now.
1: Yeah, we're visiting with Ryan Horn, a longtime political consultant here in Nebraska and across the country. Uh, Bullhorn uh, Communications is his company. Uh, we got about a minute before we have to take a little break, Ryan. But I'm interested because I know you've been involved in lots of political campaigns at the highest level. What's going on with Desantis's campaign? I mean, political consultants come and go. Uh, campaign managers get fired every day. But he just seems to be in a free
4: yeah they got they got real problems you know and and what's going on right now is that they have a ferrari with a toyota celica en- engine <laughs> in it and they're changing the tires
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: right yeah. They, ch- yeah they gotta change the engine right yeah, yeah so, and that's just it i you mean
1: you can have all the cl- consultants and and uh that you want but if the message is wrong and the candidate can't uh, get any traction, then I don't care who you hire. It's not going to work. Sure. So
4: they, so they moved the old campaign manager out. They put a chief of staff with no campaign experience in the real guy who's running that campaign is not the new chief of staff. The real guy is a guy with Iowa experience that came over named David Polyansky. He's the deputy or assistant campaign manager. BS. He's running the campaign now. Yeah. Um, and he knows what he's doing, but the problem is very smart guy. But the problem is not this is not really the campaign management. I don't think per se. The problem is the core strategy is wrong, which is we'll sit around and wait for Donald Trump to get a coronary because he's morbidly obese and his favorite food is McDonald's or him to get indicted or something and then we will be then we will be the inheritor of the trump voters that puts that just puts all your money and all your chances and all your hopes in the hands of somebody else of your opponents yeah and it's dumb yeah yeah and maybe you're having trouble seeing a way to win by attacking donald trump But I will tell you, there is no way to win by not attacking.
1: By just sitting by.
4: That's the fundamental conflict that's going on in that campaign.
1: Let's take this quick break, Ryan, and we'll be back to talk about, let's talk about some uh, Senate and congressional races here in Nebraska, my friend. We'll be back after this quick message on 1499.3 KLIN.
0: You're listening to The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Chris, you
1: got some breaking traffic news for yeah,
0: us. Yeah, we've got a situation just to help our late commuters. South 27th at Rokeby Road, a rescue call, a rollover pickup at 27th and Rokeby Road. Do watch for emergency response. A lot of vehicles or a lot of uh, emergency vehicles were called out for that. So it'll be busy. 27th in rokeby road thanks okay.
1: thanks chris you bet. stay safe out there folks uh we don't need uh any uh any of that going on be safe on your ride home well welcome back and welcome uh back uh ryan horn uh longtime political consultant to uh, both national races and local races uh his business bullhorn communications based out of omaha nebraska uh ryan um uh, thanks for hanging on i appreciate it very much yeah. and uh uh, so what about uh, these local races? I mean, this is going to be, we talked about the unprecedented uh, presidential race that's going to be um, uh, taking place next year. Uh, we have an unprecedented situation in Nebraska uh, with two Senate races next year. Well, we we do.
4: And, I mean, the good news, bad news of that is, I guess, it's interesting because it is, somewhat rare that, that there are two, a junior and a senior Senate seat up for re-election at the same time. It only happens when a seat is, is vacated and has to be has to be filled with a special election, which is the case here in the seat, of course, um, that um, uh, I'm sorry, uh, former governor, now Senator Ricketts is in. Yep, yep. Um, the downside for those of us who like political bloodsport is it seems to be a historic snooze fest. <laughs> Right. Um yeah, there's not uh, much going on.
1: There's not, that not much out. going
4: on. Now, given yeah. it's a little early in the in the process, but you know, for for people who like blood sport, I political blood sport, I I think your only hope is that is that a self-funder gets in against rickets. I don't I don't think there's any appetite within the Republican Party um to to take on Deb Fisher. She's broadly popular, she keeps her head down, she accomplishes things, she works hard. Um so I, the only thing that I've really heard about is that maybe uh Charles W Herbster will look at will, will look at taking on Ricketts again. That would be uh, interesting. Yeah, um I don't know if any of your if you know how many people yeah be over a certain age to remember the great Richard Pryor movie Brewster's Millions where uh to inherit 30 million 300 million dollars you have to figure out how to uh absolutely waste 30 million in 30 days. It, it seems like Charles W Herbster is trying to replicate that <laughs> uh, but i you know in terms of how much money can you spend in a year or two time on oh politics in the state of nebraska you'll definitely set a record but yeah. But he is—he is looking at it, and he could make—he could make um, a very credible run against Ricketts, I would think. But—but but that's speculation at this point. It seems—it seems like a bit of a snooze fest, at least right now. Yeah.
1: Well, hey, uh, Ryan, uh, joining us on the phone is—is is our old pal Daryl Bauer. Darrell, uh, speaking of political consultants who are uh, of a certain uh, generation, uh, Darrell, welcome to the Dan Parsons show.
5: Hey, guys. How are
2: you
1: today? Me? <laughs> Man, it is old home week. Uh, so Daryl well, ba- Bauer goes back uh, about as far as I do, well, actually maybe a little longer in politics here in the state. Uh, so Ryan's the youngster amongst the three. Uh, Daryl Bauer and I go back, uh, Ryan, to remember uh, the last time there was a uh, sitting United States senator who di- who vacated the seat because he died in office, and uh, uh, K or got to uh, replace him with a, a young attorney by the name of David. Dave carnes that's that's, that's how right. stinking far back that daryl and I go that's, that's right
5: well and you should remember Dan that we were uh, both hanging around tay's campaign
1: that's the right that's one. where we met yeah. yeah yeah right
5: right right
1: yeah the first yeah. Uh, female hey, governor
5: i I have a suggestion on how to handle this presidential thing yes and, and I got it because I was listening to the first half of your show with with uh, uh, the wrestling yeah <laughs> so why not why not just have a uh, biden and trump
2: square off in the
5: ring
1: yeah
2: and uh let's have a blood match you know best man wins i i will say this fun fact donald trump is a wwe hall of famer
1: true <laughs> story <laughs> that's, that's right yeah he he follows that uh, sport well uh, daryl that's that's not you know we could raise some money for uh you know for uh, for something <laughs> oh,
4: yeah oh, right. Only if they have to wear the outfits, right? <laughs> you go onto the deep web, right? And there's all these rumors that, Don, that Donald Trump, in addition to wearing pancake makeup, actually also wears Depends fairly regularly. <laughs> so let's let's see them both. Let's see these 80-year-old dudes. Let, let's see real, I mean... And, and Biden's got this weekend at Bernie thing going on pretty much. Let's, let's see them both as hard as that is to, for your listeners to imagine. Uh, I, I'm, I can hear the phone. I can hear the, the, the radio uh, clicking to other channels and people's cars uh, as you try to picture that. But, oh,
1: yeah. no. oh no. Hey, well guys, let's, let's dive into uh, some more of the Nebraska politics. And, and since, uh, since you're both in Omaha, uh, what about this second district, uh, congressional race, uh, a re, uh, a rematch between Don Bacon and Tony Vargas uh, so uh, Daryl, uh, weigh in what, how do you see that race uh, shaping up?
5: Well it, it like all the other races that Don Bacon has been in it, it will likely be close and he will pull it out at the end mm-hmm. and um, you know the thing about having two incumbent U.S. Senators and each of them really not having much of a, of a campaign, they having no opposition um, that that means that Republican resources in Nebraska uh, are going to flow to Don Bacon. Interesting, and uh, I think he's I think he gets reelected.
1: Yeah, it'll be an interesting. Uh, race. Uh, We're visiting with Daryl Bauer and Ryan Horn, both uh, longtime political consultants, Republican political consultants here in Nebraska. Uh, And and Ryan, we've got uh, just a couple minutes left here, but what's an interesting race that you're looking at in this state that uh, might uh, tip uh, into the interesting (laughs) category uh, later next year?
4: Well, boy, I mean, I, I think I, I think the only one really is, uh, well, you, you got two things going on in 24 that might be kind of interesting. One's the Nebraska two race and and, and the big thing that, that Daryl just mentioned. I agree with Daryl. It'd be, it'd be a little hard to bet money against Don Bacon. Full disclosure, we've done some super PAC advertising in support of, of, of Don. The problem is Donald Trump. Yeah, right. And Donald Trump is going to be at the top of the ballot in 2022, quote, unquote, normal Republicans like Don Bacon. They really benefited in cities and suburbs from voters saying, uh, I'm sorry, in 20 and in, in 2022 from Don from Donald Trump not being on the top of the right. ballot. Right. They, vote, they could go back to their those never Trump Republicans could go back to their Republican roots and vote Republican for Congress with Donald Trump at the top of the ballot. Is that going to happen? And, and, and in voters' minds, in swing voters' minds in the suburbs, Donald Trump is like Michael Jackson. There's Billie Jean Michael Jackson, and there's that creep in the Neverland castle. And we're gonna get Neverland Donald Trump. That's who we're gonna get. The guy that keeps talking about how he was wronged and he needs to and he needs to punish the FBI and it's all about 20 and all these conspiracy theories. That's who we're gonna get and we're going to get neverland trump and the the question is can guys like don bacon hold on in the cities and the suburbs where these voters are just not down for the conspiracy theories and, yeah. and the crazy talk
1: yeah okay guys uh, i the good news of this for you i owe you both beers now so i'll get up to omaha and pay you off uh, soon ryan horn daryl bauer <laughs> Friends, thanks for uh, joining me here on the Dan Parsons Show. We'll do this again, I guarantee you. So, uh, kids, that's uh, about the end of the show for today. We appreciate you listening. Uh, now, go do good things on 1499 3 KLIN.